Hello, welcome to The World in 10. This is The Times of London's unique take on world events brought to you daily. I'm Sonal Patel. And I'm Cara Bentley. On the pod today, Ukraine takes out Russia's new prized hypersonic missiles using old Western tech. We explain why the recent bombardment of Kyiv could have far-reaching consequences. Chinese universities are climbing up the world rankings while UK universities are slipping down. And how on earth did the Dutch manage to shift thousands of bars of gold without anyone knowing? Let's talk about Ukraine first and what's been described as an exceptional missile attack on its capital, Kyiv. What's new, you're asking yourself? If you're Ukrainian, it's to be expected, right? Undoubtedly. But what is interesting is the sheer number of missiles fired at Kyiv in such a short space of time. Yeah, in something like two hours, 18 missiles were fired, and that's not including the drones. And understandably, you'd expect Kyiv to be in ruins, but it's not. The Ukrainians say they shot all the missiles down. And what's really interesting is that includes missiles the Russians had said were impossible to shoot down. Maxim Tucker from the Times of Foreign Desk explains why this is so important. It's a spectacular coup for Ukrainian air defences. They've shot down six hypersonic missiles, the next generation Russian weapon that was thought to be incredibly difficult to defeat even by advanced Western systems. Um, and in fact, Ukraine appears to have shot them down using Patriot missile systems built in the 1980s and upgraded since. So it's both a positive sign for Ukraine in its ability to defend its cities and its troops as it launches a counteroffensive, but also a really positive sign for the West that, that some of their uh, equipment that's long established and been in use for a long time is still effective against Russia's most advanced technologies. Hadn't um, Russia boasted that nothing could intercept these hypersonic missiles? Yes, it was thought that nothing could intercept a hypersonic missile apart from another hypersonic missile, such as the speed at which they travel. But in fact, that's that's proved not to be the case. And it looks now that the West's investment in stealth technology over speed has been a sound one. What's the significance of this for the war in Ukraine? What does this mean for Russia? It was a very complex attack on Kiev, and Kiev was able to defeat all of these, which bodes very well both for the security of, of Ukrainian cities and, and preventing Russia's ability to, to wage another campaign on, on Ukrainian infrastructure in the same way as it did last winter, where it sort of freeze Ukrainians into submission. Now, Ukraine's defence minister has actually tweeted another unbelievable success for the Ukrainian air forces. And it really is. These Russian hypersonic missiles were of concern to the West, who believed the Russian hype and that it would leave NATO countries vulnerable. Former RAF commander Gregory Bagwell told The Times it was a triumph of air defence. The Russians, meanwhile, probably not quite so pleased. Um, They're still insisting the missiles did hit their targets. Thank you. 
Now, universities, thriving universities, are often a sign also of a prospering economy. They attract and they keep talent. They drive innovation and invention. So I guess it follows that countries with the best universities tend to be more economically successful, more prosperous, which is perhaps why university league tables are so interesting. And this year is no exception. And it's good news for Americans. 16 out of 20 of the top universities in the world are in the States. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, Harvard unsurprisingly is number one and China is hot on American heels when it comes to university education. The UK though well it's slipping slightly. Well the Times' Tom Witherow joins us now on the podcast. So do you think people in the future might be sending their children to China not to the UK? For British students the current relations with China might make that unlikely and uh, we have seen that trend of higher performing British students, those from private education backgrounds who've got the money to do so, uh, have been heading to US unis, universities like Harvard and Yale. Why do you think China are clearly investing quite a lot in further education? I suppose we would say that there is a lot of focus on education in China. We're used to seeing their schools in the secondary sector um, in well placed in the league tables. And I imagine that this would be a, a similar extension of that and, and they see it as an important way to support uh, their economic growth in, in the future. And why have UK universities dropped so much and is this bad news for our educational market? We know that higher education in the UK is a massive export sector, but the things that they highlighted for our universities was employability of the people coming out of unis. They think that internationally our students are not as in higher demand as they were before but also uh, and this surprised me was research um, they said that they thought that British universities the quality of their research had fallen compared to the year before. Now we may not have the best universities in the world but England specifically does have the best child readers in the western world however it is fourth behind Singapore, Hong Kong and Russia. And if you want to find out where your university sits in this global league table, head to the Times website and have a look-see. Now, the world of sport is full of sudden gear changes, people reaching the top of their game and then having long-term glory taken away from them or the prospect of it out of their hands. And Joffre Archer could be on that list. The 28-year-old fast bowler has been ruled out of the ashes and the entire English summer after suffering a recurrence of his elbow injury. Now, the ECB managing director for men's cricket, Rob Key, said he hopes that Joffre's fortune will turn around. Well, I'm hoping that at some point, Joffre, who deserves a bit of luck, to be honest with this, because the poor lad, who, who's pretty distraught about what's happened, you know, you just hope that that luck turns for him at some point. Bonjour, Cara. Écoutez ça. Ne va pas tolérer que vous laissiez une fille des rues côtoyer votre entourage. Cette jeune femme est mon entourage. That's Cara is Johnny Depp acting in French, and I hope you were impressed with my French. Yes, both very well done. <laughs> um, 
he was married to a French woman, wasn't he? And he lived there for years. So that might explain it. Yeah. Um, But we digress. This isn't a celebration of Johnny Depp's considerable bilingual talents. Uh, We're talking about the Cannes Film Festival and the fact it's decided to open with Depp's first movie since his and Amber Heard's defamation trial. Mm, Quite a bold move. And the Times' Constance Kampfner is in Cannes and she told us over voice note why it's so controversial. Some people are saying that this could be uh, the actor's big moment of redemption after several years of of kind of legal battles and being sort of a persona non grata. Uh, He was dropped from several films, including Fantastic Beasts, the Harry Potter franchise. He doesn't seem, however, to have that many other films on the horizon, but who knows, maybe after this screens, the offers will start pouring in. On the other hand, there is a precedent for the opening film at Cannes being a little bit cursed, and there are some big contenders this year for that prized palm door. Johnny Depp plays King Louis XV in Jean de Barry, which is a historical drama. Yeah, and I've seen the trailer and his makeup in the movie. He's a little bit Jack Sparrow without the black eyeliner, though. Now, this next story is quite honestly, extraordinary. It really is. Now, imagine moving 14,000 bars of gold, real gold, thousands of gold coins, all weighing some, what, 200-odd tonnes without anyone knowing. It sounds pretty much an impossible task that you could do without someone finding out. Yeah, well, the Dutch National Bank managed it. With the help of the military, of course, they moved 16 billion euros of gold from one vault to another. How? Well, the Dutch commander in charge told a reporter, it's simple, keep your mouth shut. That's it from The World in 10 today. And remember, if you're enjoying the journalism you're hearing, please do take out a digital subscription with The Times so you can see more on The Times website and app. You won't regret it. <laughs>